This is Okradowski of WeAreChange.org, joined with Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, going over all the important news happening right now. And one of the biggest headlines that we're seeing right now is that this sickness is now allegedly the leading cause of death in the United States, killing more on average each day than cancer or heart disease. This is what the official numbers are saying, but many people are questioning those official numbers as, of course, we have to understand here, each country and even each state document a death from this sickness differently. And this is why a lot of people have been having a hard time calculating how many people have actually died from this sickness since, of course, there's a lot of complications, there's a lot of immune response, and there's a lot of people with comorbidities that end up dying from this and pre-existing conditions that make a big difference. How do you calculate that? How do you say if someone died from cancer or from COVID-19? Well, we still don't know. And the reporting still is done differently in different jurisdictions. But a Minnesota doctor just came out recently and he blasted some of the CDC guidelines where they are counting deaths from complications, saying that people are over uh, counting and saying that too many, too many people have died from this when they died from other things. Uh, uh, other people are saying that the opposite is happening and that the deaths are being underreported. All we could do now is show you who is saying what for you to determine uh, that situation. But of course, there's a lot of accounts coming in saying that people with any respiratory issue, people from cancer, trauma, blood loss, that, that some of these people are being counted as related deaths to this sickness. Is that happening exactly? Well, we do not know for sure, but we do know that uh, there's more uncertainty than anything else. But when it comes to this virus, the big debate that is being had is, is this virus as deadly as the effects of it, especially economically, will be? Since, of course, depression and suicide are on the rise. We still don't have any exact official numbers, but of course, with economic downturn, this usually always correlates to people killing themselves, high stress, and also a lot of other medical complications in the future as we're getting. Tim, if we could pull up just some of the photos and videos of the families and cars lining up all across this country, specifically the photos that you're seeing are from San Antonio of people going to food banks that are, of course are running low on supplies and are having a hard time feeding the now official number 16 million unemployed americans meanwhile that number is a lot higher the reporting has been stalled and the economic effects of this are still very very severe and in some estimates might be more severe than the virus itself. But when we look at how different countries are dealing with this situations, we have two extremes. One of them is, of course, in Ecuador, and another one is in Sweden. If we could pull up both of those articles, let's not show the picture. It's a little bit too disturbing there. But the picture is from Ecuador, showing, of course, how some bodies are being left in the streets, since, of course, the medical facilities in Ecuador are having a very hard time dealing with the new that's dealing with this crisis and they're having a very difficult time. Ecuador is also important to look at here since, of course, it also proves that climate doesn't have that big of an effect on this like it does the flu and other 
uh, fluenzas and other viruses that humanity has dealt with before. Sweden is very interesting because when we look at Sweden particularly, we see a country that didn't lock down and is dealing with uh, you know, a, a bigger rise of deaths than Norway. But still, Sweden is kind of the bigger test case if lockdowns work or they don't work. But Tim, looking at some of the data and some of the preliminary informations, the lockdown from from right now, from just the prelim, pre preliminary kind of outlook on it, I believe are having more of a severe effect than the virus. Does that mean we should open up and not take everything seriously? No, but I think it's important to note here that the economic ramifications so far, the depressions, the suicides, uh, the cancer rates that are going to go up because of all the stress and all the fear mongering, those are going to be far more severe than the medical effects that we have now, in my opinion, from what we're seeing. How, what about you? Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, that's exactly what I think is going to happen is that there's going to be way more economic fallout from this than what is actually going to be, uh, you know, from causes of, of death. The economy is going to cause more death than uh, than even the virus is. is that's, uh, that's my prediction. But, you know, getting back to some of the other articles that you were mentioning here. So I'm just pulling these up on the screen right now. And, uh, you know, this is going back to the foxnews.com. In cases where a definite diagnosis of COVID-19 cannot be made, but is suspected or likely, uh, then basically what they're doing is saying that on the death certificate, they're saying it's probable or presumed. And so, you know, it, so this doctor over here is blasting the results and saying, you know, there's really no way to prove this, but, you know, they want to, you know, help game these numbers and make things sound, you know, better for, you know, a certain government narrative uh, that, that people want to uh, promote over here. We're we'll taking a look on screen. It shows, uh, you know, again, you know, got to, you know, take these numbers with, you know, somewhat grain of salt here. Shows COVID nineteen deaths was at nineteen hundred and forty per day. Heart disease seventeen seventy four. But where are people talking about heart disease every day? I mean, if you know, you know, everyone's going out getting McDonald's and they're stocking up on their Twinkies. We saw the one story of the couple that had five hundred fifty two Mountain Dews. Uh, what was that, Luke? Well, I just wanted to bring up that there's still so many unknown here, unknowns here. And you, you bring up an interesting point because I've seen, you know, the memes of the person smoking, drinking alcohol, eating McDonald's, being like, you should quarantine. <laughs> and, 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 you know, th those debates should be had. Those conversations should be had. But I'm still, I still have to say, I still want everyone to take this seriously and not be reckless and to still be courteous of the people around them. Because again, just like you sent me an article here talking about how the upstate medical university in uh, Syracuse, New York was looking at some of the projections. We have also data coming in from Singapore showing how there's a second wave of this virus. And we have other data coming from South Korea showing how more and more patients are testing positive for this after allegedly beating this and having very low antibody counts, which shows you that, that again, this is not something to play around with. This is something to both take seriously, the economic ramifications. And I still, still am saying, take this uh, sickness seriously because there's so many unknowns. Uh, the reporting conflicts, those need to be called out because again, uh, those numbers are not 100%. Um, it's, we still don't have a direct guideline to determine what is related exactly to this or what is related to that. We're still finding out so much information. So as we are still finding out, I would rather urge people to be cautious than reckless because it's better to be safer than sorry. So that, again, is still my uh, official opinion that I wanted to reiterate out there uh, because, again, I, I, think, I think we still don't know a lot, uh, to say the least, around this entire situation. Well, what do you think? Do you agree or disagree with that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that, uh, I mean, again, I mean, I don't want to tout the government's narrative. I'm, I've lived pretty much a quarantine lifestyle already, so it hasn't really affected me too much. I think I already got coronavirus, so, uh, you know, I'm not walking around too scared. But yeah, the economic fall of this, that is my main focus because, you know, this is being used as a skeleton key to get all the things that they wanted to get pushed through, get pushed through. I mean, it's, it's basically, you know, the Pandora's box of, oh, don't let a good crisis go to waste. And now we're going to go, uh, oh, you know, Federal Reserve, you can buy up all the corporate bonds. Oh, investment grade quality. Oh, now you're going to start buying all the junk bonds. Now, pretty soon, they're probably going to start buying stocks. Oh, you know, it turns out all the pensions are screwed. There's no way that, you know, especially some place like Illinois, where they were already at 25% funded, no way to fund that. So we're going to print up that. And so, but when you're printing money, you're printing up debt because our money is backed by debt. Now, it doesn't have to be. So, so to see this basically end game of the Fed getting stronger, owning everything, taking over the world, and then being used for, you know, digital vaccine certificates and everything else. I mean, that to me is the bigger story and is where my focus on. I think that I also think this is being used as a trial balloon when, you know, they want to have the next time something like this rolls out and what they want to do is say, okay, well, remember last time we didn't stop this soon enough or we didn't take action soon enough. And now this is going to be, uh, you know, and next time you're going to see, you know, probably just a huge percentage of Americans that instantly go on lockdown. We've seen reports where even if things were open today, you'd probably see about 80% of people still on lockdown. Then again, I've also heard that 80% of all stats are made up. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, going back to this article though from uh, Syracuse.com and just a quick shout out to Syracuse. That is my hometown. Almost my entire family lives there. So, you know, including, uh, you know, four grandparents who are, you know, two of them are 80 and the other two are very close to 80. So, you know, it does, you know, to have some impact in my life, but this model projections appears to be vastly more pessimistic than many national models. Even the best of the four possible scenarios indicates that 2,000 Central New Yorkers could die of COVID-19. I mean, we're talking there's maybe only half a million people in New York. So, I mean, that is, you know, in upstate New York, not to be confused in New York City, uh, based on the percentage of people infected and the probable death rate. That's 10 times higher than implied by a widely touted model funded by the Gates Foundation. I did watch a couple minutes of the video that I'm trying to find right now. We're not going to watch it right now. But uh, the uh, professor in there goes on and says something like, uh, you know, well, once we start getting nicer weather here in Syracuse, which uh, usually nicer weather in Syracuse are never in the same sentence unless it's, you know, Tempicho moved out of moved out of Syracuse to get nicer weather. Uh, but yeah, you know, the, you know, the 30 nice days a year they have, they're worried that people are going to come outside, start congregating together. And then if we show up on screen right now, that blue line shows, you know, more of the, uh, you know, dire, I guess, you know, scenario, but all these scenarios are all much worse than what even the Gates Foundation is, is uh, touting. But, you know, who knows? People always have different, uh, different agendas. And let's also remind you that it was just the other day that Andrew Cuomo said that they were going to go to send the National Guard into the upstate New York hospitals and take the ventilators from upstate New York. And so, I mean, the upstate New Yorkers constantly getting screwed. I mean, I do have, you know, a personal axe to grind with that because a lot of the tax money gets you know siphoned from upstate New York into New York City. So it's going from my people down to Luke's people over there in New York City. I know you're don't, not don't in New York you dare. City. Don't you don't you dare say you guys that. are a bunch of bunch of leeches down there in New York City. If, so sorry. Yeah, if you're above the Bronx, you're in Canada. Just so you know, local New Yorkers call anything above the Bronx Canada. So you're you're Canadian in my opinion. Um, and that's it. But also we got I, I also want to mention that Syracuse studies because when we look at the projections especially the government's official projections, Dr. Fucci projections, uh, they, they were very, very high. They were at 2 million deaths from this. Now, 
They're at 60,000 deaths. Um, so again, th this situation is very, very fast moving, very fast changing. There's a lot of uncertainties. There's a lot of government officials calling it wrong. There's a lot of scientists calling it wrong. Some of them are calling it right. Uh, but we have to understand this is the data that we're seeing. There's a lot of conflicting information. I still lean very heavily towards this being a bioweapon. And, and with it being a bioweapon, it's very unpredictable to how to treat and, 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 and you, know, you know, really handle this entire situation because of the uncertainties there. Again, uh, patient zero story being changed in China doesn't make sense. The, sh uh, the horseshoe uh, bat didn't exist in the wet market that this strain of virus allegedly, you know, came from. So I really lean towards that. And when you look yeah. at that greater possibility that this is a bioweapon, the implications are vast here. Um, the implications are big here. There's a lot of mutations. There's a lot of things we should question. And uh, I just want to remind people, you, you could have these three positions and it's okay. My three positions, which I think, you know, uh, are, are the rational ones to have, again, convince me if I'm wrong, but it's to take this sickness seriously, to take the government expansion seriously as well and push back and speak out against that as well, while at the same time being concerned about the economic calamities created and the devastation that's being made worse by the Federal Reserve. You could hold all of those three positions at the same time. And I think those positions are the positions that uh, are the wisest to have during the situation. If you disagree with me, which again, I've been getting some flack, it's fine. It's okay. That's we're, I'm a grown up. We're here to have some discussions. We're here to learn. We're here to debate. Uh, I'm not, I'm not soft skin. Don't worry about it. Uh, Tim knows that. Um, and, and we're here to have that discussion. We're here to facilitate that discussion. Um, and, and that's why we're here. And that's why we're called change the news. Anything else you want to say, Tim, before we go? Uh, actually, yesterday, I didn't even tell you this. I did speak with a, uh, a guy who was in the military as a biological weapons expert. And uh, real quickly, he said he, he was leaning towards this was a biological weapon. We didn't even talk about that. You also had brought out the F word. Uh, and of course, that is Dr. Anthony Fauci. And there is a... Uh, Fucci. Fucci, Gucci, Snucci. So over here, Dr. Anthony Fucci, Americans could eventually carry certificates of immunity to coronavirus. And that was on, uh, of course, on Drudge Report. So I just want to, that was red linked on Drudge today. Also red linked, uh, debt tops 24 million. And uh, yeah, I mean, who could have seen that coming? Uh, obviously, all of us saw that coming over here. But yeah, that, that's all I've got today, Luke. Yeah, uh, stay tuned for more here on Change the News every single day with the latest, most important headlines and news. Stay tuned for more.